Hello and welcome to Our Community is Able podcast. Our Community Able is Able podcast is about health and wellbeing topics for people with an intellectual disability. Carers, family members and the wider community are also welcome to listen in. Our Community is Able is brought to you by Grampians Community Health. We are here for you, your family and our community. It is also brought to you by the SPIDER project from West Vict Western Victoria Primary Health Network. SPIDER stands for Supporting People with an Intellectual Disability to Access Healthcare. The SPIDER project is trying to make access to healthcare services better for people with intellectual disabilities. I'm your host, Letitia Stevens. I'm a person of disability. I have a learning disorder, which means I have dyslexia, the disorder of words, and dyscalculia, the disorder of numbers. Although I prefer to identify with the term neurodivergent. Now, let's get into this week's episode. I'm here with Natasha today. Natasha is a local area coordinator and she's going to talk us through a bit of things around the NDIS. Welcome, Natasha. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi. First of all, thank you for having me. It's lovely to be able to sort of be involved in community things and, and stuff like that. Um, my name is Natasha Kukul. I am a local area coordinator. So we're, um, I work for the Trobe Community Health Service. And we are what you call partners in the community for the NDIS. So um, the delegates who work for the government and the agency itself, they do a lot of the, the approval of the processes and, and things like that and deal with the more complex cases. But we're the feet on the ground. We're the people that you will come and see and come and meet if you have any questions or need any help. So, yeah, that's, that's our role. Things will be changing a little bit with the new system that's coming through. But um, as a point of contact, if you have any questions with regards to disability supports or the NDIS itself, we are a great first place to come to. Yeah, and you're based sort of in the Wimmera as well? Yes, absolutely. So our team covers all of the Wimmera Southwest. So we go all the way to um, like Nil and towards the South Australian border. We go as high as St Arnold, but then we also cover all the region down through to Portland and Warrnambool, um, wow. Eden Hope. All like it's quite a large area geographically. Mm. So we have offices um, in Horsham, in Stall, in Hamilton, Portland and Warrnambool. Um, but we do also have, have the ability to travel to, say, meet at a neutral location, um, like at a library or a neighbourhood house or, or something like that, um, particularly within my role of ILC or information and linkages in the community. Um, part of that role is actually getting out and about into the community. So if people do want us to come out and do a bit of a talk or provide a connection desk or be within their community for a period of time to be able to answer questions face-to-face, -face, um, you're more than welcome to actually contact us about that as well. Yay, women representation right there. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Natasha, big question, what is the NDIS? Okay, so the NDIS stands for the National Disability Insurance Scheme, not to be confused with the National Disability Insurance Agency. So the agency is the government body that actually then runs and manages the insurance scheme. 
So what we try and do is put people with a disability at the centre of any decision making around um, what they need, what disability supports that are there. We're doing a lot of work with um, community organisations to make sure that they are accessible and how to make sure that they're getting their information out as well. Um, but it is an insurance scheme. So you do need to think about it a little bit along the lines of like your home or car insurance. You need to know what it is that you're claiming for and why you need it. Um, but what we look at is trying to focus on early interventions to help reduce the impact of disabilities. So we want to provide um, capacity building supports, whether that be physio, OT, speech therapy, things like that, that are actually going to build your skills and strengths and help you live an independent life. Yeah, I think that's important to people of disability too. Like how can we, I guess, get the things that we need in order to achieve uh, what, what our goals are as well too. So that's great Absolutely. to hear. Absolutely. So we can do supports and employment as well. We can help with engaging with group activities and social activities, um, looking at sort of all aspects of, of life as well. So, yes, we've got the capacity building and the therapies, but we do also have the core supports or like the day-to-day -day supports. If you need some help getting stuff done at home, if you need some help getting out in the community, um, and then also like your capital supports, your big ticket items. You know, a lot of people out there who need big um, ticket items like wheelchairs or prosthetic limbs, that's costly. Mm. And, it's, and it's difficult to be able to access independently. So that's the other sort of third area. Are there assistive technologies? Is there things that we can provide you that will allow you to be able to do things yourself? You know, a matter of, you know, if we give you a wheelchair or a walker, that means that you can get yourself out and about and we don't need to pay somebody to be with you because you can, you can mobilise, you can get out, you can do stuff yourself and that's what we want to aim for. Yeah, awesome. So I guess you kind of touched upon it already, but I guess what to expect out of the NDIS if you were to... Um, get a plan review or a plan along yep. those lines or engage with them? Absolutely. So it does depend a little bit on, on the age of the participant that we're dealing with because we do have the early childhood supports as well as then the LAC space or the local area coordinator space. We have just recently had a change in um, the ages with early childhood. It used to be up to the ages of seven. They have actually extended that up now to the age of nine. So if there is a child who is applying who is under the age of nine, they will remain in the early childhood space. And they are very, very focused on lots of early interventions. And there's a lot of support and help that you can get within the early childhood space that isn't necessarily available once you move up into the LAC space because the idea is that by that time at the age of nine or even at seven where it used to be, you're at school. We want you to still be able to have a normal childhood and be able to do everything that you need to do without then overwhelming you with a lot of therapies and appointments and other things. We want you to be able to have a normal childhood life as well. Um, so it does depend a little bit on which area you're sort of working in. But what we want to do is actually provide funding to eligible people in order to gain more time with family and friends, as well as increase their independence, build new skills, help them find a job or support them to keep a job, help them get engaged with their community. Do they want to volunteer? Do they want to, you know, find a part-time job? We can do supported employment. We want to improve their quality of life. But we're only one part of a broader aspect. You know, a lot of go, oh, the NDIS is great, it's wonderful, it's fantastic. Yes, 
But there's a lot that community organisations like Grampians Community Health or, you know, if you want to start looking at the big ticket ones, you know, like Cancer Council or, you know, Amaze or things like that. There are a lot of broader statewide or national organisations that can help provide support. There's also a lot of community, like local organisations, you know, Salvos, Uniting, I've already mentioned you guys, Grampians Community Health. There's a lot that is already available there. So part of our role is also trying to help connect you to other organisations who can also help provide support. But also points of interest, like I mentioned, wanting to get involved. If you've got an interest in, in gardening, Let's find a way to find you a gardening group so that you can engage with people and, and get out there and do stuff. Um, so we've got that focus on providing help to do everyday tasks, but also then, you know, that external outside of the home. What else can I do? Because we don't want to have you just sitting at home and doing nothing. We want you to have the same opportunities that other people do who are not quite as impacted by disability. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think that goes to, I guess, the importance of that service as well too. It's providing people with the opportunity so that they can do the things that they need to do. Absolutely. And in some circumstances, we can actually help work to support your carers as well. You know, it's it's understandable that for somebody who has increased support needs, that carers do get burnt out. There's a lot of work that goes into helping to support family members with a disability. So in some circumstances where those supports are limited, there is the ability to put in supports to sustain informal supports. If we give you a little bit extra in a certain area, which means that your carer's got a little bit more breathing space and a little bit more time to be able to then catch up on themselves and do what they need to do, they're going to be able to continue to support you longer than if we just not give you that help and support and they reach the point of burnout. So, yes, we want to support the person with the disability, but we also want to look at sustaining the existing supports that they have in place because we don't want to take over. We don't want to take over what your friends and family and everybody's already doing. That's not going to be a great life if you start getting disconnected from the people that you've already got those connections with. So if we can help in that little way, then that makes your life much more fulfilling and and involved and productive and all those fun, wonderful things that other people get to do as well. Yeah, and I think that's important. It's not only community looking after community for people with a disability, but uh, having our carers and family members looked after as well, creating that holistic picture so that everyone's well supported. Absolutely. So you've touched on it a bit already as well, Natasha, but I suppose how does it relate to the health and well-being of people with a disability? Well, the goals is that we want to help people with a disability to live a productive active, fulfilling and normal life as possible. We want to build their independence. We want to help them have choice and control over their lives rather than having institutions or other people step in and make those decisions for them. We want them to be engaged in their plan and be empowered with setting their own goals and having things that they want to work towards. Even if it's just as simple as, I'd like to find a gardening group or I want to join a craft group. I'd like to get out there and play bowls. Okay, well, what do we need to do to help you get to that point? You know, do we need to work on being able to build your social skills so that you feel more comfortable talking to people that you don't know about, don't know? Do we need to build your skills in how to 
research what's available there. So that whole self-management side of things to be able to organize yourself and get yourself ready. Or is it that we need to build your skills at home so that you can look after your home and, and that's all under control so you're not stressed and worried about what's going on at home, which then gives you more room and capacity to be able to then engage in the community so that you can fill out your life in a, in a more broader spectrum. So independence, choice and control, trying to get engaged with community. If you want a job, let's help you find a job. What skills do we need to help build with that? But it's also then, yeah, like I said, looking after families and informal supports as well, because we want to make sure that they can still be there and you can still have those great relationships with families and friends as well. So we look at the whole spectrum of your life and all of the different skills that you need to be able to build or the extra little bits of support that is going to make you live or in the way that you want to live your life. Yeah, it's really well put. Thank you, Natasha. And I think that's great too because it comes back to the individual and what their needs are because every person with disability has a different need as well, which is important. Absolutely. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, Probably the only other thing that we sort of haven't touched on is about meeting access. Like how do we gain access? Because it's all well and good knowing what's out there, but how do Mm. I know if I'm eligible? How do I know if it's the right type of support for me? So there is there is a set of um, like a process that we need to follow. There is an access request that needs to be filled out. And the NDIS does seek information from you and your life and what your experiences are. But they do want that sort of that backup from a treating professional, getting that information, whether that be from an OT or a GP or a psychologist or whatever. It does depend on what your disability is. It's more important to um, find the person who knows the most about your situation rather than just, oh, well, you know, I've seen my GP, so I'll go to them. Um, finding the one who's going to have the better understanding, trying to make sure that we're gathering good quality information because we do want to know what your treatment history is. You know, have you tried everything? Are there other options out there? Um, making sure that we've got the, um, the official diagnosis. What is it? exactly that we're claiming for, that we need the help with. What help do we need? What's the functional impact of things? And that's another part of my role, um, helping people who are seeking access or who have had an access not met decision. Why was that decision made? Is there something else that we can do? Do we need to just gather some more information? Or is it a matter of, well, okay, well, the NDIS is not going to be suitable for you because you don't quite meet the criteria, whether it be age or or something like that. So, okay, we might not be able to help you, but what help do you need? How can we connect you to these other organisations so that you're not just left with nothing? We might not be the right place for you, but let us help you find the right place where they can help you. So that would be the other thing. Um, if you do have any questions about what the NDIS is, how to meet access, I've got all this information. I don't know whether it's relevant. Come in, have a chat. We're more than happy to have a look over the information and help you through the whole process. Yeah, that's important too. I think back to the um, the heart as well as how to get access mm. to it. And I think local area coordinators are a great place to start. Fabulous. Yeah. We like to like to be there. And I think a lot of the people like in our entire team are very much focused on that 
um, you know, providing support and helping people get connected to the supports that they need. We're quite a passionate group um, across the whole region. So it's really lovely when we get these success stories and, and see them through. So. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you for coming to chat with us today, Natasha. It was great to learn about the NDIS and local area coordinators. Thank you for having me. I was very excited to be able to do this. I'm really glad that we've been able to find a catch up and and get get it done. Yeah, it was great. Thank you for sharing. My pleasure. The music in this podcast has been created and donated by Caitlin Chatwin, an ally of the disability community. Our community is able, has Caitlin's permission to use this piece in, in the podcast. If you, a family member or carer, needs support to be linked in with telehealth meetings with your healthcare provider, you can find assistance at Grampians Community Health by calling our friendly customer engagement team on 5358 They can then refer you to the SPIDER program to get you confident with using video calls or phone calls to get to your appointments. This could save you on time, cost and travel. Grampians Community Health respectfully acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land in which we live and work. We pay our respect to the Elders past, present and emerging. We extend that respect to all Aboriginal people. We acknowledge people with lived experience of intellectual disability and pay our respect to our wider disability community. We also mourn the loss of victims of ableism. If anything in this podcast has upset you, please look after yourself and don't be afraid to reach out for help. Lifeline are disability friendly and can be reached by texting 0477-131-114 or phone called on 13. 1114. We acknowledge the rights for all people to access good quality healthcare services. We acknowledge family, carers and advocates and we respect the important role they have in supporting people of disability. Grampians Community Health delivers a broad range of healthcare and community services for individuals, families and our community. Our aim is to promote healthy living in the Grampians and Wimra whilst improving the standards of living. We offer the following support services, alcohol and other drugs, carer, family violence, mental health, NDIS and disability, health and wellbeing, older people, youth and social groups. Call us on 5358 and our friendly customer engagement team will assist you. You can also visit our website, which is gch.org.au. Follow us on social media and check out our other podcast, Community Is Our Middle Name. Once again, thank you for listening into our Community Is Able podcast, and we look forward to you listening into our next episode. Take care in the meantime. Bye.